Hey there. Welcome back to the Inn at the End. You're right on time. You must really be enjoying this stretch of wealth beyond measure, huh? Well, hey, you know the drill. We got fresh bread in the oven. Grab a seat and I'll fetch you a glass of the good stuff. of the Silishtar Expanse. In the fifth installment of Wealth Beyond Measure, our adventuring party has just taken shelter with two dangerous religious zealots, and the storm surge has removed gravity from the equation. How will our adventurers fare in this most unusual of circumstance? Let's take a closer look, shall we? Let the adventure begin. Okay, guys, welcome to the third session of Wealth Beyond Measure. By time this is signed and sealed and delivered, oh yeah, it'll be episode five and six. Now I ask you all to close your eyes and imagine the harsh, unforgiving desert, the Salishtar expanse. Imagine how your eyes adjusted as you are thrust from the darkness and into the sun. Imagine the coarse sand and craggy rocks beneath your feet as you traversed uh, the desert. Noonward, encountered two fellow treasure seekers who are carrying a dangerous secret, a helmet possessed with the dangerous, malevolent shadow spirit, which you all vanquished handedly. And now imagine the sort of cool, m- m- not Misty, Dad, I ruined it. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and now imagine the cool reprieve of the desert as, as Zashir the Nomad taking you under his paw, if you will, adopting you as his own pride. He leads you to the safety of one of the many magic wells, moisture stations out in the desert, and you rest, get your bearings, replenish your water supplies, head into the desert just to be cut off by a magic surge. Fleeing back to the well, you found two cultists, two dangerous men with a prisoner in tow, and they have unfolded their own foldable fortress. And they were kind enough to grant you shelter from the magic uh, surge that was en route. And now our adventure begins here inside this unfolded fortress. The magic surge penetrated every fiber of your being and lifted you off the ground. It is zero gravity time, baby. 
let the adventure begin. So can someone uh, remind me, were we like, were we just about to go into a fight? <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were like we were, raised we're, up in the air. Yeah. Right, we're we're floating, correct? Yeah. It, Charlie in the chocolate factory style, scooting up. Correct. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, some of you have lifted off the ground, some higher than others, because this isn't like you're sprung under the arrow, zero gravity. It's just like all of a sudden, there's nothing holding you to the ground. If you wanted to kick off, you, you'd shoot right up to the top of this tower. There was. One cultist in the center of this room, and if you recall, it was bigger on the inside than it appeared to be from the outside. And there was a sort of winding staircase that led to the top where the other cultist had called out to you guys, and he was the one that let you guys in, and now he was coming down the stairs right as the surge hit and uh, ended gravity for the time being. This poor prisoner... Oh, that's right. There's a guy like locked up. Yeah. And he's got a black hood. He's chained up. And they were talking uh, about more people coming, weren't they? Or some, some big baddie. mm, Yeah. They were talking about the surge. No, they were waiting for the surge. And a sacrifice for the surge. Yeah. Yeah. They were really into the surge, which I didn't like. They'd love that surge. Yeah. I was never a fan of surge myself. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer Mountain Dew. Well, So were we going to attack these guys? Is that what we were, had landed on? I didn't get a chance to listen to the end of the episode, except for one part where Alex says, so we're for sure killing these guys, right? And everyone <laughs> said, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plan my, set. My fingers on the trigger of whatever spell I'm going to cast. Uh, okay. So wh- where am I at? Where I'm floating. We're all floating, right? Everybody's floating. And... Because of this, if you want to roll right into it, take advantage uh, because these guys yeah. you can see on their face, they are surprised as you are. This dude went to go murk this other guy, this prisoner, and all of a sudden, the, it's like the rug was pulled out from under him. So everybody is surprised. If you want to roll initiative and jump right into it, we can do that. But everyone is rolling with disadvantage. Boo. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. Franco was Franco's definitely wanting to do something. Yes, I would like to also do something. So we're rolling initiative then. That's what we're doing. Yeah, sure. Let's let's get it out of the way. I mean, it seemed pretty explicit last time yeah. this guy was dying. So these yeah. guys were dying. I just remembered that Zashir tried to not come back here. And <laughs> that same. Yeah. Everybody really wanted oh, to leave the cultist yeah. behind. <laughs> Oh like, yeah. I was yeah. I was a little concerned yeah. for the guy's safety, but <laughs> I was in that camp as well. It was like, okay, well, that's just, you know, desert law. Yeah, it was like, yeah, well, it doesn't seem law. like it's my problem. Yeah, everybody <laughs> was just that like guy's problem. I yeah, I'm pretty sure this year <laughs> was just like uh I have never trusted uh people like that. They're crazy yeah. and we should just let them go. You know, before we don't want to get tangled up in their crazy yeah. web here. <laughs> All right, DM Daddy, when you're ready for numbers. Uh, can you all do me a quick favor? And I'm just going to do some editing magic uh, to make more work for myself. I forgot to do this at the beginning. So bear with me. I am Rhett, your host and DM for this episode. <laughs> and joining me. <laughs> you got to leave it. Leave it. Leave I think it. you just leave it that way. <laughs> That's really funny. Do the intro now. That's None of it's funny. getting cut. None of it's getting cut. And joining oh, me yeah. around this proverbial podcast table is uh, Caleb as Conrad, Connie Amber Seeker. Milo is Docs. 
Alex as Frankel. Dash as this year the Nomad. Okay, I let the adventure begin. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear those initiatives, baby. Shout them indiscriminately. 12. 9. 6. What did Franco have? <laughs> 14, 14, baby. So, up first in the chaos, Franco. Mm. Yes. And so I see the cultist floating in the air next to the hooded figure. And then the other cult is he's still upstairs. He's he coming down. He's like, he was coming down the stairs. He's about halfway. He's about 20 feet above you. You do have clear line of sight on him. This is a, a, a more of a, a squared off fortress. So imagine stairs that sort of spiral uh, around the interior edge of this thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he sure. is like opposite from you. Okay. And, and uh, kind of about 20 feet up. 20 feet up. Okay. Uh, and I'm like floating in the air. I can't really move, can I? Well, let's say this. Everybody can reach the ground. And so if you'd like to move, you can. But we're going to have to make a dex roll to see. No, if it's you too can... complicated. Floating's great. Okay, good. <laughs> we can like kind of kick, right? Like kick off of the floor and, yeah, and like propel ourselves. Yeah. If somebody wants to be more complicated about it, I will indulge you. But Franco, I think, just wants to hurt somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and cast myself a uh, just a chaos bolt on the guy next to um, the prisoner there. One of my favorite spells. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and use my Tides of Chaos to get advantage of this. It seems fitting with a magical surge happening. Yeah. Is an 18 to hit. That is a hit. So that's 11 lightning and acid damage. You can choose one or the other. Oh, oh or does your damage. ability. Okay. Okay. That's right. That's right. The first one, the first one is the one that does it. So that's yeah, lightning, then the extra damage. And it doesn't split off, sadly. That's a bummer. Um, I will say you this. You can see it trying. <laughs> Uh, because of the effects of the magic surge, there is an increased random chance that your wild surge triggers, and it does. Ooh. Okay. That's 86. Oh, fantastic. I cast mirror, I cast mirror image. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> I cast this, and like you see you know, three more of Franco come out and start floating around, and they're all trying to cast, and it's just this... You know, just light show <laughs> as lightning hits this cultist. He's, and he's just like, he's just moving and dancing with it. He's loving it. Excellent. Fantastic. And uh, oh, that, that's perfect. Couldn't have asked for a better wild surge. Okay. And I just say they're floating. Okay, great. It is now Balin's turn. And Balin, being wily as he is, he kicks off the ground and you see him just glide. <sighs> Like almost like he's suspended on like a cable or something. And he glides right up to the roof and he flips around and he plants his feet on the roof and sort of braces, you know, absorbs the the shock with his knees. And he pulls out from a pocket a uh, wand that uh, had been discarded or uh, by docs, I believe. And um, he says something like, you know, I'm not going down with any hooded freaks. And he tries to use his magic wand. Um, and you see with a magnificent puff of, of, of smoke. And it's like a sparkler was lit and nothing happens. Good job, Balin. But he looked cool as hell doing it. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Conrad. All right. Conrad 
braces himself, gets ready for a push off. But before he pushes off, uh, he uh, moves his hands around a bit and grabs his chanter and does a quick toot, a little, a little tune. And yeah, something like that. Kind of like that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> acid arrow shoots <laughs> from the chanter. Um, going for the one by the hostage, the great poor, poor fellow. That's a total of eight to hit. Excellent. Really? That's great. What's wrong with eight? Well, it's low. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, usually eights don't hit. So, oh, yeah, eight doesn't hit. Uh, uh, after after firing huge brain fart guys i'm sorry uh after firing that off i'm gonna with that tension built in my legs i'm going to spring off and i want to start swimming and floating towards the um the guy i just aimed at and okay and the victim okay roll me a dex check gladly i'm gonna use a different die here that'll do it Oh, natural 20. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. Okay. You have no problem springing off the ground. You aim yourself. You're like an arrow fired right at this dude up on the stairs, right? That's where you were headed. Yeah. Uh, no, to, I was, uh, my goal is to reach the guy that is bound. Oh, to aid. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's more? Um, because without gravity, this is kind of a tricky maneuver, but you roll the 20, right? So you spring yourself off the ground and like an arrow fired, you propel towards the prisoner and this cultist. But you realize very quickly, being the dexterous small fellow that you are, that stopping is going to be a problem. So you Mm -hmm. improvise, feed out right into the cultist. You springboard off him, grabbing the prisoner to brace yourselves. And you guys kind of spin around a little bit, but. You manage to stop and you send the other cultist flinging against the wall. In fact, let's see if he hits his head. Yeah. And he hits the wall and he takes a minor bit of damage. All right. So you are now in the center of the room. Okay. The other cultist is on the op or the uh, cultist that was on the ground floor is on the opposite side of the room. He just banged his head on the wall. Um, Is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. It is now his turn. He tries desperately to recover from getting booted in the face by Conrad, but he can't seem to find his footing. He can't seem to find his footing very well. However, what he does find is he finds the will to cast a spell at you. And I don't imagine that an 11 hits. Uh, No, no, I'm afraid not. So he just summons some heat fire energy and it sizzles right past you, whizzing through the air, misses you entirely. It is now Zashir's turn. Is either of the cultists within 10 feet of me? Because of Conrad, they're they're both farther than 10 feet from you. Uh, can I attempt to try and, I don't know, move towards them? Yeah, you can roll me a dex check. Okay, a nine. So you, you try your best to sort of kick off the ground. You saw what Conrad did. Conrad made it look so easy, but it was a little, it was a little deceptive. And you managed to fumble your way to the center of the room near the prisoner, near Conrad but still out of reach of the other cultist. Is the other, um, is he at least within 10 feet of me? 
I would say he's a little bit further. Uh, I think I said these rooms were about 40 feet wide. And so he's probably about 20 feet. Um, okay. Is it too late for me to uh, encourage my, my friend Zashir with a, a encouraging word and, and give him bardic inspiration on that dex check? Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> I don't know. I was really thinking about it, but Dash was pretty confident there, so it's too it's too late. It's Kyle. fine. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, then I will. I'll just stay here next to Connie and the prisoner while he tries to get the prisoner unleashed. I'll I'll stand between them and the cultist. Sure. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. Kind of like a shield. So, docs. All right. Cool. Seeing how uh, Zashir kind of like pushed off and wasn't able to get to that guy directly across from me, I look at the guy above me thinking it's going to be a little bit easier, and I push off and try to get to him. Roll me a dex check, baby. Uh, that would be 18. Oh, easily. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm in midair. I'm floating. But as I get towards him, I want to pull out my Dragon's Breath jug and take a swig and spew it in his general direction. I allow it. Yeah, you take a swig, and just like always, the feeling is becoming familiar at this point, Docs. You take a swig from your jug, and as usual, the heat wells up from your loins and through your belly until it becomes so unbearable that it just exhumes from your your mouth in a gout of fire and in a brilliant red gout of flame, this dude's sitting here. Um, He's got to make a dex save. Yeah, and what did we... I, I assume he fails anyway. He rolled a 10. Can't I think he said like 14. So yeah, he, he missed. And the heat just singes him. It toasts his eyebrows. It burns at the flaps of his cloak. And it turns his skin just like a, like, you know, like a lobster being boiled alive, essentially. And go ahead and roll 3d6. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, his face. That's a good sign. <laughs> oh, it's getting better. He has to do the math. 18. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it was 3D6. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Um, um, as, as I like propel myself and spew the dragon's breath, when I get to him, I want to try and grab him. If I can't grab him, I at least want to bump into him. Yeah, I would say, it, 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 I mean, you're going to make contact. So, yeah, if you know, I could say you can kind of grab them, maybe tangle up with them for like y- your bonus action or whatever. Cool. I want to do that. Okay. In, in a roll? No, you're fine. Battle in my turn. Okay. It's his turn and he's kind of tied up with you. He's going to try to break free. Go ahead and roll off with me. Oh, he, he didn't break free. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the dice are always hot when I'm the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is only uh, 11. So yeah, he rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, nothing for him to do there. Back up to the top. Starting with Franco. Ah, Franco. Ah, it worked so nice last time, and now there's more of me. Let's do it again. But twinned. And I'm going to do a chaos bolt on both of these guys. Oh, heck yes. This is one of my favorites. (laughs) So, first one on the ground floor. Okay. Is 17 to hit. That's a hit. And the second one... 14 to hit. That's a mess. Okay. So the first one, we're going to deal lightning damage again. Ah, and it stays the same. So 14 lightning damage as 
just from the center of this room, just pulsing with arcane magic, Franco's just letting out bolts of lightning. Great. No wild surge yet. Hey, fantastic. And yeah, I'm staying right where I am. I'm good. Great. Good shot, Franco. He is just out here dealing death, just floating above the ground. If there was gravity, he would look remarkably godlike. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It is Balin's turn up on the floor, looking like a freaking spider hanging there. Once again, he takes his wand and you see him like after it was after the, the, the sparkler sort of fizzled out, you can see him like kind of banging it on his hand and he tries again <laughs> and nothing this time <laughs> it just it just burps a, a, a little gout of smoke like a candle was just blown out or something he's pretty upset about that connie i'm going to exchange my chanter for my dagger and my rapier um, i want to try to use the dagger to free the sacrifice of any bonds that might be holding it it's it's not as easy because he's in chains, but mm. if you want to try and make like a strength check, we can sort of allow you to get your dagger in there and like maybe break the chains or something like that. You know what? Might as well. And wait, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to stay with them. Yep. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to try to break the chains. Okay. Let's see what happens. Uh, non-natural 20. Yeah. You broke the chains. So you just you managed to find like the right weak link. You stuck your dagger in there and you started working it. You doing all this sort of stuff, and it pried open just enough that he could get his hands free. He has manacles on either wrist, but boy howdy, he's not bound anymore. Awesome. Um, the first thing he does, you just see him like rip this this hood off of his face, and and underneath is the face of of uh, a, a man. You're evil. Yeah, pure evil. <laughs> and now he summons death and destruction on no. you, you fool. You know, that's what I assumed. I just I just yeah. felt he was a bad guy. <laughs> I was on the cultist side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I do recall. Uh, no, it's the face of a man. He's got uh, his, his hair is sort of long and flowing and, and, and blonde streaks, uh, remarkably tanned skin from, from years of sun in the Slishtar Expanse. This is a man... Zashir rec- would recognize it right away. He's got the typical, I don't know, bone structure, facial feature. Maybe it's the mannerisms. Who knows what it is? But this is uh, a, a man of the Bedouin uh, nomads. So I but- recognize you. <laughs> um, and then if I if I still have some movement, I'm going to try to kick off and head towards that. The one I pounded into the wall. Okay, go ahead and roll a dex check. Cool. 16. Quite easily. You manage to just sort of work your way over there very carefully, maybe guiding yourself a- across the ground or whatever. Mm. And and you get right up next to that dude who who kind of smashed his face on the yeah. wall. I kind of envision myself using my rapier and my dagger to kind of catch the ground in certain points to kind of steer. Oh, that's kind mm. of a cool idea. I, I could see that. Well, I did it. So <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, I can kind of see it in my mind's eye. Yeah. It happened. Isn't and that I'm the point of D and D? Great, good job, Conrad. It's now that guy's turn, and he is just getting pounded. And he sees you roll up, looking like a little, little death on rapier stilts here, a little snack. And he pulls just this wicked-looking scimitar from under his robes. And he takes a swing at you. Does a ten hit? It does not. Okay. This used to be Dark Dragon's main dice, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> Guess all the good rolls came out of it. Yeah. 
And it is now Zashir's turn. Can I try and move towards that cultist? Roll me a dex check, baby. <laughs> okay. Six. <laughs> you get closer, I'll say you're like you're like within ten feet now. So Oh, cool. You're 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 twenty feet. What your move speed's thirty, I imagine? Thirty-five. Okay, yeah. You're you're within you're within ten feet now. That's good. All right. right. Yeah, I mean, I'll do the one thing that I can do. Um, I'm going to use uh, my daunting roar. I can let out, as a Leonin, I can let out an especially menacing roar. Creatures my choice within 10 feet that can hear you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me until the end of my next turn. Uh, he rolled a 19. All right. Well, F my butt. So. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the one role I've had that was over 15. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, uh, all my wait, roles wait, wait, wait. Suck. wait. Uh, uh, I'm going to use cutting words. A bardic inspiration. Oh, okay. Yeah, a bardic inspiration. I'm going to use cutting words. And Dash, why don't you roll the D8? Take a four off, and he <sighs> still beats it. Son of a <laughs> Yeah, 15, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can burn the rest of my uh, no, sorcerer points to take done. a 1d4 off, which no, we would no guarantee no, that this no, guy will no. get spooked. No, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Stop. I'm a lost cause. We're a team, right guys. We're a team. Yeah. <laughs> this session is, is very scary. <laughs> I I love this co- this wombo combo we have, like <laughs> bard against right. or cutting words plus uh, yeah. whatever Franco has. <laughs> We really want Zashir to feel good about himself. <sighs> You're super scary. Believe me, this kitty is very scary, you guys. Yeah. You don't see it um, now, but <laughs> these fangs are big. <laughs> All right. My turn's over. <laughs> Sorry, Zashir. It's now it's okay. Gox's turn. Uh, I, I, I see this and I kind of chuckle, uh, thinking of uh, his little cat claw feet like just kind of spinning <laughs> and trying to catch purchase on the ground uh and with that i will um with my movement i want to try and like turn our bodies with like the momentum that i pushed off with and try to put my back to the wall so that he's facing everybody else roll me a dex check 13 okay yeah your back is now to the wall and you have him sort of facing the rest of the room Easy. All right. I'm uh, going to punch him twice. Roll it up, baby. Uh, advantage? Him being uh, grappled? Because he's grappled. Yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> Those were two fours, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 22 and a 14. 22 hits. <laughs> uh, that's five fist damage. Magical fist damage. And let's go ahead and do that two more times. Uh, blurry of flow. Blurry of flows. <laughs> blurry of flows. That's right. <laughs> if we did episode titles, that would be the title of that. Yeah, I know. You punch him in the face enough, and he is going to get a little blurry. Uh, 24 and 20. Both hits. Wow. Look at him just ripping on that hookah. Murdering fools. <laughs> uh, 14 more damage. Oh. I think I can do this. Let me double check. I think I can try and stun him too with another key. Stunning strike. Y'all got to get on Dox's level because he's been doing some mad work the past few fights. I move really well. (laughs) I would like to be on anyone's level other than the one I am. So, yeah. 
Uh, it doesn't cost anything but a key point. So I still oh. have five left. So it worked. He as needs ass. to make a constitution saving throw. I believe it's 14. Let me double check. 12. Even if it's not, okay, he rolled a 10. So he fails. So he's so stunned. He's stunned and grappled wow. and just got punched a lot. Well, <laughs> you guys are going to teach these people to sacrifice people to the magical surges in order to make the sunset. You're, you're really teaching them their lesson. Um, it is now the stunned and grappled man's turn. <laughs> What's he going to do? Yeah. And it is now. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So we've got stunned and grappled guy. Other guy is floating around. Has he he done is much. None of them have done. Turn? He, he, <laughs> we're, we're engaged. Yeah. He pulled out a scimitar fire. and tried to hit Conrad. Is he the one that's close to Zashir? Yes. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try a little something here. Then, if I can line myself up correctly to try and pull, with, like I've got a spell that can pull ten feet, I want to try and maneuver myself so that I can try and pull him next as a shear. Am I already where I'm supposed to be, or or do how? I have to how move? What's the range on it? Um. Oh, fifteen feet. Oh, you so can't have to be. So I have to be right behind the shear. You. You. If yeah, you have enough movement to do it. You just need to roll a dex check. Got this. Easy. Easy, right here. Uh, Sixteen. Yes, you can move wherever you'd like within then your range. We've been doing lightning so much, we're gonna lightning lure this guy, and so I just want to kind of like pull magic from like the storm that's going on, and like pull oh, it behind him to just pull forward. So that's gonna be a strength saving throw. The okay. image is so badass. I know. I love that. And what does he have to beat? Uh, uh, he 14. failed. Yeah, he failed. Hell yeah. Um, six. six. Uh, however, uh, 12 lightning damage. 12. Oh, shit. 12 lightning damage, and he is pulled 10 feet to Zashir. Zashir, this guy is on top of you. However, Franco, you need to roll me a wild search. Oh, no. There's so many people nearby. <laughs> <laughs> it was too good to be true. Fireball. Fireball. Oh, no. <laughs> we got a 60. I regained my lowest level expended so bell slot. Fantastic. Okay, I'm not liking how this is benefiting. No, I'm kidding. It's so good. I <laughs> am the great. surge. And, and so I'm going to yell out to these cultists, you have angered the surge. <laughs> how dare you bring sacrifices here? I speak for the wild magics abound. Oh, That's shit. Cool. Stuff I like that. I'm feeling it. Like Franco's feeling it too. He doesn't usually get like this, but he's feeling it with the magic going on. Dude, you've been wailing on these guys. You managed to move in zero gravity like a boss. You've survived two wild surges thrown at you. This is nothing but beneficial. There's three of there's there's four of me just floating around. Balin shaking out his wand. (laughs) I lined it up for him. Yeah. Balin has rolled under a five every single time. Are we sure he's not just polishing the wand? Yeah, he's just, he's like, this is a really nice maple or hickory. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. He's a good stick. No wonder Doc's just got rid of it. He's like, well, fuck this. Conrad. I am going to see if I can push off the wall and follow the cultist as it's going towards the shear. Go ahead. Like the cultist is getting lightning lured, right? Yep. So go ahead and, and roll a dex. That's fine. It's a 12. That's you succeed. Okay. Behind this cultist. Well, which way is the cultist facing? I'm assuming it's facing Zashir. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was lightning lured and it was like, yeah. oh, God. And he, I like, guess it doesn't. To... 
Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter too much. Do I get advantage on a rapier attack? I guess is is my real question. Because he's like flanked. Yeah. <clears throat> Since we got him sandwiched. Yeah. Why not? Cool. Doesn't hurt to ask. Oh well, that advantage did not help me at all. Fifteen to hit. That's a hit. Cool. Ten piercing. Oh, and then uh, since I have my dagger out, I'm going to go for a second attack, dual wield. Go ahead. I just rolled two fours. I think, Milo, you gave me whatever you had. <laughs> um, so that is a total of 10 to hit. That's a mess. Uh, it's his turn, and he's going to try and cut your ass with a simi. Me me, or, or the other guy? <clears throat> Doesn't fucking matter because he rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> He cuts his dick off and dies. Um, Yay! <laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> cool, cool. It's not mine. God, what the hell? Okay, Zashir, it's up to you. Do it. All right. Uh, so Scare am I, am I... this guy. <laughs> you are next to him. You could high-five him if you wanted. I'm going to use attack with my katana. I'm going to give myself advantage on these weapon attacks. Here we go. First attack. Ooh, uh, that's going to be a 25. Hit. Cool. That's going to be 8 damage. And then I'm going to use my extra attack. And this one, I'm going to use my great weapon fighting and take a negative 5. And that's a nat 20. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Dash, whatever cult you're a part of, I want to be a part of it. Okay, so that's going to be, hold on. So that's 29 damage. Oh, <laughs> this dude. I mean, how do you want to do it? Uh, <laughs> I forgot my accent for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet you're scared now, huh? You little bitch. And then uh, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to float off the stone as, and then I'm going to ram it slowly through his chest. Oh yeah. Oh. He's a freaking human shish kebab now. And, Connie is right behind, right behind. So that blade comes right up to his face. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry about that, old chap. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you you like struck him. You threw him off guard, and then you slowly skewer your sword right through him while you taunt him. And this dude dies. He does not pass go. You see the life evaporate from his body right before your very eyes. Whoops. Yeah, that's right, baby. However, the surge, oof, nothing happens. Good job, Zashir. Docs. All right. So with this uh, stunned guy in my midst uh, and my back to the wall, I want to try and get my feet behind me and push off the wall with like all of the force of my 45 feet of movement, grab his head and push him towards the other wall and try to smash it into the wall. Roll me a dex check. I just want you to uh, skateboard this guy across yeah. the tower. <laughs> uh, that's a 19 plus four. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's a success. Yeah. You've got this dude. You've grabbed it like, you know, he's got his hood on, but you, you've got his hood and like a fistful of hair clenched in your hand and you've got like his belt clenched in the other and you leap off this wall and you're just holding him out in front of you as though he's like a wakeboard you're about to throw down onto some waves and with a sickening disgusting crunch this dude's face plows into the wall 
You hear bones give way beneath stone. You feel his body go limp underneath your hands. And he, he is stunned. He is grappled. And now he's unconscious. Well done. You've defeated the cultists of the Midnight Sun. And now we have a fold-upable fortress. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, Fantastic. Uh, uh, guys, I think I'm going to have to invent um, metal music to describe the scene that just occurred. <laughs> music you play with metal instruments or... Uh, yes. That sounds great. <laughs> it will shred. I do like this tower. It is full of arcane power. I'm... <clears throat> I, I like this place. Who is our new friend? You. You. I'm so glad we could save you. I, we wanted to do it before, but uh, <laughs> these cultists, they can be dangerous. We wanted to do it, you know, a bit sneakier <clears throat> than uh, a head-on confrontation. The He's surge like, provided the best opportunity for us. He's like, these madmen just pulled me out of the desert. I was tending to my herd uh, uh, of camels and these guys got the jump on me, whacked me over the head. And before I knew it, I, I was theirs. They, 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 they took me across the desert and, and they just wouldn't stop about how they were going to take me noonward. Well, that is unfortunate to hear. Now, it was originally my idea to save you, but uh, last uh, when I'm not the deciding vote, it's hard. <laughs> now, remember, back Dash. Out here on, on the waist. Remember, Dash. If you'd like to lie to the Bedouin nomads, you can go ahead and take some psychic damage <laughs> or you can tell the truth. This <laughs> uh, 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 year grabs the, the band on the, on his, uh, on his mane. And he's like, I am just joking. Of course we, uh, <laughs> I wanted to leave you for dead, but you know, how nomads are out here. The desert is a harsh place. Why involve yourself in something that's not your problem, right? You get it. Okay, moving on. And I wander into a corner and shuffle some dust with my feet. <laughs> well done. Yeah, you felt like the, the psychic pain welling up in your brain and you pumped the brakes on that lie right before uh, you took any damage. <laughs> is that is that the the hack to it? You just claim that you're kidding? <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just this year, but also Dash. Hey, <laughs> bro, you need to be role playing right now, okay? Uh, we're trying to play characters that aren't just ourselves. And he's like, "Well, regardless, I, 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 I don't care whose idea it was. The, 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 the fact remains that you guys saved me when probably nobody else out here would have." And Balin's like, "Yeah, no, that's true." And he, he kind of kicks his way down to the ground, and he's like. I told these guys, I said, you know, you know what makes true heroes <laughs> rescuing those in need. It took some persuading, but uh, you're lucky I got a silver tongue, my friend. And he sheaves his like, you know, wand that did absolutely nothing the whole time. What did that one do? That stick that you brought. Bailing oh. the hero. Yeah, it's Bailing. a wand of prestidigitation. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a wand of something. I, w I was distracting them. Sure I was it. distracting them, Franco. So from how much that we were like beating up on them, Franco, you might recall how I killed a manticore for you. <laughs> yes, wasted all of those uh, precious uh, items that you had. I remember this. Yes, mm. it was some call waste. Others call 
waste. <laughs> <laughs> well, our new friend, um, it seems uh, we are in a better predicament than uh, you were in just minutes ago. Um, are you traveled in this desert? Do you know how to get around? We are headed, well, noonward, and you are headed, I'm sure, back to some camels. Um, do you need something in the means of help to get there? Look, I mean, we're still by the water, right? I just need. Oh, yes. I just need a water skin, and oh, I don't know. A sword would go a long ways out here, but I'll make do with whatever I can. Uh, point to one of the the cultists on the ground. He says, "I'm sure that he has many supplies for you. Uh, his water skin sword, take it. We don't need it on our journeys." Yeah, and he, and you can see him kind of scramble through the the low gravity, and and he finds the one guy that was near him. He had a he had a scimitar. And uh, he plucks it up and he kind of gives it a few sort of swings through the air and he kind of fumbles with the low gravity, but he looks like he's held one before. It doesn't have a, a sheath or anything, but he kind of ties it with a rope belt at his waist and he searches around. He's like, yeah, if I, if I could just have just a few few days supplies, I could get back to, to my, um, my herd. No problem. I, 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 I can't thank you guys enough. Look, I, I don't know how long this surge is going to be here, how long we're going to be held up here, but you guys, you know, he's like, I got to get back to my herd. And that and that's Duskward. But there are members of my tribe. You, uh, you all were headed Noonward, right? So there are members of my tribe Noonward. If, if, if you find them, you tell them that uh, you rescued Lynn, the camel herder, and, 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 and they will give you our tribe's hospitality. Hmm, fantastic. Cool. Can I search the cultists, please? Yeah, I'll yeah. be doing that with mine too. Yeah, go ahead. The guy below, he's had his his scimitar taken and a few other things by Lynn. Uh, on him, he's got and some traveling supplies. He had that scimitar that is now gone, um, and he also has a pendant, the one that I described before, that sort of looked like an outline of the sun. That sort of like hollow or blackened in the middle. Otherwise, he doesn't really have much on him. These I, cultists aren't really known. They're, they're, they are known for their lack of worldly possessions mm-hmm. and things like this. I, I would take the, the amulet or whatever. Okay, great. Do we know the name of this cult? Yeah, I think they were like, I, th- I think I said it was like the cult of the midnight sun or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I really should have listened back and got the exact name, but um, I remember that was in the running. So cool. We'll go with that. They're also called this. If they were called something else before, they have many names. Docs, you search this one's pockets, and it is clear that this that this one uh, was the one in charge. He has the amulet that was mentioned. He has his robes. He also has a jewel encrusted dagger. It has like a fine ruby, sort of in the uh, pommel of the hilt. And not only that, he has a myriad myriad of baubles and doodads that are seemingly magical, yet you don't know what they are. One of which is uh, a bracelet, uh, and another one is a fingerless left-handed glove. Oh, cool is guy glove. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like to protect my hands and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable. Um, I'll go ahead and, and strip his robe off. Um, leave the uh, the dagger and the what was the other thing? <laughs> the, glove. The, the bracelet, the bracelet, bracelet, glove, dagger. Yeah, 
I'll leave those two things in it and I'll toss uh, the robe uh, down there and then I'll fling his body out the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would yeah. I would try to dispose of the body as well out into the storm. And you get him, you work him up to the trap door and you fling him upwards and he just keeps going until he's just looks like a tiny bird up in the air. <laughs> um, and so what did you take? Just the glove? Just the glove. And I threw, yeah, the, the cloak and other stuff on the ground. I'm like, hey, all uh, you might oh, be interested okay. in this. Okay. There is a bracelet right for the taking. And a, a black cloak, if anybody wants it. And an amulet of the Cult of the Midnight Sun. I mean, I'll take the amulet. No one else okay. wants it. Okay. And Franco took the bracelet? I yes. Excellent. Yeah, it does feel magical to you, but you don't know what it does at the moment. Yeah. Well, we why not? I'll uh, take a look. Add Great. the list of magical shit I have on me. <laughs> okay. Um. So... You guys can wait out the uh, surge as long as you'd like within the fortress. Gravity is not comfortable. However, you can make do however you guys would like. Uh, if you'd like to make more conversation, you're welcome to, or we can make liberal use of the fast forward button here. Yeah. If I can just get uh, at least a short rest to get back. To you guys. Yeah. The storm will take the storm will take seven hours to pass. Ooh, is that long enough for a long rest? We'll get nice and pretty close. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool yeah. Let's do that. Good idea. Get comfy. Okay. Play some dice games. You know, pass the time. I can get. I can. I can get my scary roar back. <laughs> You'll get it one of these days. I promise. I'll I'm go ahead and pull out my alchemy kit and uh, just kind of fiddle with anything that I have available around it. Um, if there was any like leftover stuff, I don't know. I don't think I picked up much besides the manticore blood. Yeah. Oh, and um, the, the healing water stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's really nothing in here. They, uh, It's pretty devoid of, of furniture, of supplies, anything like that. So oh, uh, not much to I, mess with. I will um, also, since I'm a Leonin, you know, I'm a cat. I'm going to clean. I'm going to bathe myself. <laughs> yeah. Can you go ahead and uh, start doing that in real life? Or it doesn't yeah. count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is method D&D. &D. <laughs> Okay, wow, you're there. really clean. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, it, yeah. I was kind of impressed with that. I didn't know your tongue could reach there, but uh, okay. Con I think Connie, he would uh, he would take out his chanter and listening to the the storm try to like write a tune off of the wind, the sound of the wind. Ooh. To try to, you know, remember it, remember the scene. Yeah, roll me a like bardic skill check. Uh, <laughs> attribute check. You okay. Know, what, what would that be? Like charisma? Uh, I guess, whatever your bardic skill is. Yeah. Stat. I think it is. It is charisma. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, seventeen plus five, twenty-two. Oh, dude. Yeah. You have you have captured the essence of the low gravity surge. Actually, it's not just a low gravity surge. It's it, it's the gravity surge. I'm not saying that you have the power of gravity now, but like. The secrets are a lot clearer to you, and maybe you don't explicitly understand them, but like things get a little wonky when you play that song. Okay. Like um, maybe, maybe I feel it's lightheadedness from just playing a long note. Well, but, not only that, but like, you know, you were having trouble sort of like finding your footing and everything because the gravity's mm -hmm. off. But as you are, you're like playing the song and like you can sort of feel it like return to you a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe, like it's weird. Like, like maneuverability. You have like a gravity song in your repertoire. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
And I just, I will forever think about Franco pulling lightning down out of the storm and then luring that oh, guy yeah. and, like, and all those bolts going out to that. That is awesome. Yeah. There, there is a part of the song that definitely feels like there's a part that feels like, Ooh, mirrored image. Ooh, yeah. chaos. <laughs> Ooh, lightning lure from the storm. Yeah. It feels good. It's like so, a hardcore breakdown part of a little song. bit. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. And ends with a crushing skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Okay. You all are well rested. You wake up and after the. About my bracelet. What's that? Do I find anything out about my bracelet spending some time with it? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you spent some time with it. Yeah. Spent time with mine too. I was busy cleaning myself. <laughs> I didn't spend um, any time with my amulet. I'll start <laughs> with fun. Milo real quick. Milo, you realize just fiddling with this glove that whatever you hold in this glove you you like you don't really lose grip you like realize this when gravity turns back on and you're like resting on the stairs and like whoop you roll and you like grabbed onto it and like no matter what you really did you couldn't really like lose grip on it you're just like oh okay and you like got back up you fiddled around with like your weapons and stuff you realize like you couldn't be disarmed with whatever you held in that granted it is, I'm assuming you're a right-handed character. It is a left-handed glove, so it might not always apply. However, you have a glove that doesn't lose grip. I mean, that could be handy in a lot of ways. It Fun could be handy. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah no, that's not what I meant. No. <laughs> oh, not Wait. that way. I just no. meant like it's a glove. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, none of us were thinking that, Milo. Uh, uh, I was making dirty, the innocent connection. Man. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> we all were. This uh, bracelet, you realize, it's a beaded bracelet. It's made out of uh, a, a common sort of wood that the Bedouin tribes often use in their prayer beads. Um, but after you spend a little bit of time with it, you realize that it has a particular number of charges that allow you to ignore the effects of a magic surge for a brief period of time. So if there were another gravity surge, you could spend a charge and you could remain under the influence of gravity. If there was a lightning surge, like the one that you experienced before, you could safely traverse it for a short period of time. It only works on you. Heck yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Sweet. So yeah, you guys I pack put, up. I put that on. Did anyone pick up the dagger? I don't need a dagger. Oh. Oh, weird. It's gone. Huh. Who picked we that all, up? We all look at Balin. <laughs> I assume Balin has it. He's like, what? I guess Docs wouldn't really care, but <laughs> I was just curious. He's like, I thought it was trash. It looked like trash. Didn't look like it was valuable or worth anything. It does look like trash. Okay, great. Uh, sorry, but that that thing disappeared. Wish I knew what happened to it, but. So, you guys ready to hit the road? Uh, if if the storm's over, yeah, let's pack let's pack this fortress up and excellent seek adventure. So, one thing you realized before was that you couldn't fold it with multiple people inside, so everybody gets out. And Connie flips the 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 lever that they had found before, and it begins folding in on itself. Um, and while it's and while it's doing that, you know, Lynn is like, "Look, I I I, I can't thank you guys enough." And again. Please, if you if you find my people out there, tell them Lynn, the camel herder, and uh, I, I I would be dead to the surge if it weren't for you all. 
I, I, I do. I owe you a debt that I can't repay. And he takes off duskward. And after a few minutes, the fortress is folded up and it looks like a fanny pack. Sick. Yeah. Very stylish. Who, who wants to carry it? I can. Great. If you yeah. want to go right ahead, yes. Yeah. You pick it up, fasten around <laughs> your waist, you buckle fools. it. <laughs> awesome. I bamboozled you once again. <laughs> oh, no. We will not be able to use this again without paying the sheer, the coin he's owed. <laughs> yes. Another scam runs successfully. <laughs> just look out into just the empty desert. You guys have the expanse before you. You know you need to head noonward. The, the, the direction is obvious. And you can tell that directly noonward at this point is probably like two, three days max. But the choice remains, which way do you want to go? Um, I don't remember the specific path that you guys picked last time. but It was the one that was to the right. Took us to the well that we were at now when you guys left though you guys were yeah. fleeing the cultists before you left the well um, behind so i don't know which way that i was. think we were just heading noonward yeah just, just trying to yeah so if you guys would like to head just straight due noon um that is absolutely no problem you spend some time collecting as much water mm-hmm. uh from the well as possible and pack up the the fortress grab your things and onward you go Travel is harsh and unforgiving this close to noon. Only the hardiest of travelers usually go this deep. And after a few hours, the heat begins to take its toll and everybody needs to roll a survival check. Hmm. Is this where I die? (laughs) Years later, they find your sun bleached bones in the desert. (laughs) Uh, I got a 16. Okay, great. You're good. 20. For a 19. Great. You guys Two. are used to it out here. Oh, Docs. Docs, you take one point of exhaustion. Ooh. Eight. You take one point of exhaustion as well. As you guys travel, it becomes a little bit clear that um, the weather is a little harsh on Docs, who is, of course, from the twilight. Um, Conrad himself, a smaller uh, creature, just can't seem to down enough water, and they both begin to get a little tired. After a ways, Balin attracts your attention, and he's like, look, over that way, and it looks like the ground is being disturbed to such a degree that dust and everything is kind of billowing up into the heat, kind of like you know, on a hot day when you see like a tractor going through a field and dust just shooting up into the air. Kind of looks like that. Um, and he says, look, maybe, that's the, maybe those are the, 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 the tribesmen that Lynn was telling us about. Maybe. The sheer- uh, what do you think? Yeah, can I do an inside check to see if I know what that might be? Well, I'll just tell you, Zashir, like, generally speaking, the tribesmen only kick up that level of dirt. They're very good about, like, leave no trace kind of camping out here in the desert, right? Right. But they do travel in large packs. They have lots of animals. They have lots of things that they set up and break down. But you know for a fact that when they're kicking up that much dust, generally it's because they are having a like a, a like a festival week of some sort because they have mm. their rodeo thing set up and they've got festival. their horses yeah they've got their horses and their camel shows and people are doing tricks and shooting bows and all sorts of stuff like that ah uh, yes i believe that's the sunstroke festival 
Uh, it's uh, quite enjoyable uh, if you're from the desert and you enjoy desert-like activities. Uh, but if you're not, you'll find it quite dull and die from, well, sunstroke. That's why <laughs> it's a cheeky name. As long as they have drink, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm feeling a little exhausted. If, if, if it's a place where we can at least rest for a bit, that would be good for me. Yeah. Ah, yes. All right. It would be good to meet some other travelers out here and perhaps settle down for a spell and resupply. Uh, these two city folk here, <laughs> not used to the desert, eh? I guess not. Thank you for following along, listener. The continuation of Wealth Beyond Measure will continue next week. Until then, if you would like to support the inn and our operation here, well, I'm sure the tavern keeper and the bard would appreciate it if you visited patreon.com slash inn at the end. Or perhaps you could simply leave us a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. Either way, we appreciate your patronage and your listenership. And we will be back next week for part five of Wealth Beyond Measure, right here at the Inn at the End.